Welcome back to Mindset Win, the podcast from Red Bull that's all about sharing incredible stories from amazing athletes and sports professionals. I'm Cédric Dumont, I'm your host, and with me in the studio is York Peter Kloppel. He's a sports psychologist, he's a head of mental performance at the APC, Red Bull Athlete Performance Center. And together we're going to see how we can apply these mental tactics, these techniques to our daily lives. Today we're going to be talking about courage. So York, when you hear the word courage, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about people like you who do very courageous things, but still I think there are uh, many moments of courage in our daily lives as well. So you think we all need courage? Yeah, maybe not as much as some of the athletes from Red Bull, but for sure we need courage for even the little things in life. Okay, well, today's guest has to be really, really courageous to do what he does. He's a freestyle mountain biker from Sweden, Emil Johansson. He's riding in the Red Bull Rampage. I don't know if you've seen this. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's quite, quite impressive. And he's only the second rider ever to take home the prestigious triple crown of Crankworth's trophy. I really loved uh, talking to Emil because we had, of course, a lot in common. Uh, the only difference is that I'm wearing a parachute. He's not, <laughs> but he's also flying. But York, what was it about the interview that made you uh, sit up and, and really listen? I thought for his age, he is so rational and self-reflective and he really understands this concept of courage okay great but uh, let's come back uh, to this later and first let's hear his interview my name is Milo Johansson I'm 24 years old and I'm a professional freeride mountain biker the kind of mountain biking you do is slope style yeah slope style is one of the most technically advanced biking sports there is when it comes to air awareness we're judged on technical difficulty amplitude and a lot of different aspects on the build course that we ride and the best man wins when you're on your bike and you're doing your thing nothing really can touch you it's the most beautiful feeling when did you start competing i did one international contest when i was 14 uh it was in Winterberg, Germany. I went there and I took part in the amateur contest. That was my first time doing something internationally. I don't come from a rich family or anything. So to lean on my parents and say, I want to travel internationally wasn't really an option. Everything just snowballed really fast as soon as I actually started going internationally. And then 2017, I did my first full season on tour. Biking for me, initially, why I stuck to it is because my brain could wire it, you know, like I like being on the bike, I could feel how it handles. And I just figure out the basic stuff very instant and fast. And that's what got me hooked on it. But there's definitely been people over the years that I've been talking to and like, well, you're so talented. And I'm like, realistically, I'm not, I just found an interest in what I'm doing. And I, I was willing to put my head down and pursue it. Can you tell me about a run that was really special for you? 2022, I had this one event. The season initially went pretty well. 
I ended up winning the first three events of the year. Uh, going into the fourth, I had an option to secure the triple crown of slopestyle. There's only been one guy before me that's been able to secure it. And in 2021, I secured it for the first time. And in 2022, I was looking to do it again. And in Australia, I crashed out on the last jump and knocked myself out. It was a very short time span between Australia and New Zealand. And New Zealand was the final event of the year. In order to take home the World Tour title as well as the Triple Crown, there were only one result for me to get, and that was to win the event. After I knocked myself out, I had a couple of weeks off the bike. I barely got back on the bike before I needed to fly out. It was, is this really going to work? Will I have enough time? I definitely struggled to remember much from the contest run itself. I remember the day. I remember it had been raining a lot leading up to the finals day. We barely had any practice on the course. And then for the day of contest, waking up, I just felt this feeling of there's so much I need to get done today in order to perform at the level I want to be at. Right when I got up top and was getting ready for my second run, I just felt like I was way too hyped up. Like I was way too ambitious. And it was this feeling of like, actually, now I needed to take a step back rather than pushing myself because that whole week had been like a lot of push, push, push. Last month, rehabbing, where did he find the time to pull a trick that we haven't seen him do in competition? Come on! I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100, you'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live. We got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So you, you did win, but what is winning and what means success for you? Success isn't the results for me. It's more the process and the lessons learned along the way. Your discipline, just like mine, is really about us dealing with risk. Yeah. And also about decision-making. In your discipline, how do you assess, how do you manage the risk? I try to break it down the best way I can. It's a constant matter of, okay, I want to do this trick. Have I done the right preparation for it? Is it worth the risk? How much risk am I really taking? Is there a plan B for me if I initiate the rotation or the trick and don't feel it's going to work out. It's all this decision making and it's almost at a level where it's unconscious and like more instinct based than actual thinking. I use a lot of intuition. If I start having too many questions in my head, then most of the time I'm going to take a step back and reassess the whole situation. Is it the same in your discipline? I believe so. I think actually in general in life, it's always a matter of finding answers to things. If you believe in what you want to do and you don't really feel like there's any stupid risk taking with it, you can just go do it. Do you feel any fear when you 
ride your bike, especially competing at Red Bull Rampage? Definitely, there is a lot of fear there. Sometimes it has to do with the, the jump. Sometimes it has to do with the trick you want to do on it. Sometimes it's everything combined. The fear is always there. It's just more or less present, kind of depending how much you tune into it and how much you listen to it and how affected you feel. That's a, a remark I have a lot. But you probably don't feel any fear, but we do feel yeah. fear. How do you deal with it? I don't know. I always try to break it down and like look at like what's the reason behind this fear? Is there something I can do to get rid of it or at least work my way around it? It's so hard sometimes to break it down and sometimes you're just stuck in the rut where it is scary and you don't really know how to get out of that position. But over time you get better at it. I would never go jump out of a plane today unless I would have done the right preparation to get there. Even though we're doing dangerous things, we're still very human. We just got into a point where we got uncomfortable in situations where initially the body and the human being wouldn't be comfortable. But over time and with a lot of preparation, we have gotten to that point where things that didn't used to be possible is possible. What would you say is your biggest mental strength what i believe is one of the biggest ones is just the courage of believing in yourself and not second guessing yourself that much and i think that comes from years of a lot of trial and error and getting to a point where i'm like confident that my instincts are correct and that i can trust my thought process You think you're born with courage, like mentally strong and, and with self-confidence? Or is it something you can train? For sure. We all as humans are born with a gift. What you decide to do with that is what separates people from one another. In professional sports, if you want to be at the top, you can't rely on talent. I believe exactly the same. I think... Our discipline, for me, it's like a platform where I can really test my courage and see how far I can push myself as a human being and learn and grow. And that gives so much fulfillment. I think it must be exactly the same for you. Yeah, definitely. For me, like to go ride my bike is something that gives me purpose and something that makes me stoked to wake up and go at it another day and it's exciting i wouldn't trade it for anything at the moment well i've got so many things i want to say but york again what are you thinking just how at his age he is already very reflective about the processes he goes through and he's very rational in his thinking as well none of what he's doing is naive in any way even though it's incredibly dangerous what he does there's always a process behind it for him to make sure that he feels safe and i think a lot of that has to do with courage so maybe that's something that you can relate to as well well yeah of course what i always tell people and i think this is really important for uh, our listeners is that we all feel fear mm. we're all human beings but At one point, you have to take action. And the difference is made with a certain amount of, of courage. Mm. 
Yeah. And if you don't have that desire, if you don't have this belief that you can make something happen, well, you're not going to take action. In my case, I'm not going to jump. Something that I like is that he explains that this courage also comes from answering questions. That was something that stood out to me that he says, you know, there are always many questions about whether is this trick really possible? What are the potential risks of doing it? Uh, do I have like a, a safety net? If, if I realize the jump isn't going well, how can I still land and make sure I don't injure myself? So he speaks a lot about answering all these questions. And I think maybe that's the difference between someone who doesn't take the step or doesn't jump off the mountain and someone who does in the end, because you've answered those questions for yourself, right? Yes. And it's most importantly, the difference between someone who is unconscious, I would even say reckless, mm -hmm. and someone who is really rationalizing everything, analyzing everything, but not too much either. We've been talking about this yeah. in another episode, because at one point you have to take action. And you said it, he has a lot of self-awareness. He's very connected with himself by asking himself these all these questions, but he's also very connected with his environment. And you mentioned fear, and I think the fear always stays the same. When you stand on top of a mountain, you still have fear. And when he tries to do a, a certain big jump, he will have fear as well. And that's probably a very similar fear to a fear that I would have or listeners would have if they were in the same situation. But we don't have the experiences or the answers to all those questions to know whether this is something we can do or not. And I think for our listeners, having the courage can be applied to many, many, many things. And courage, and this is a nice thing, courage is something that we can learn, something that we can train. It's not something that some people are just born with and, you know, they're the lucky ones and everyone else will never have that courage. But no, actually, it's something that we can train over time. And it takes little steps, like many things, to just put yourself in, in some situations where you, it takes a little bit of courage to overcome it. So, for example, if you've never jumped off like a three meter diving board into a pool and that's something that you can maybe do that's a, a small step to to train yourself to teach yourself this courage and then you can go on to bigger things to eventually maybe speaking in front of 500 people which right now is, is something that you would never have the courage to do but you can train yourself to get to a point where actually you you have the skill to stand up in front of those people and and give a speech i really believe that our most memorable moments in life are in discomfort. Yeah. When we have the courage to do something that we thought was unthinkable, but we, we do it, we feel the fear and we do it anyway. Yeah. These are the most memorable, intense growth, everything. That's it. And I think, yeah. I think everyone can think of a moment where they had to be courageous, where they had to step outside of their comfort zone. But afterwards, after doing it, they were just flooded with positive emotions and positive reward and acknowledgement from other people. And it's just this, this rush of positive hormones, basically. And, you know, just reminding yourself of that as well, that, okay, taking that step feels uncomfortable, but the, the outcome afterwards is, is just amazing. Maybe another good example is I like to take cold showers in the morning. And every morning when I'm about to step into a cold shower, 
my brain is telling me don't do this it's not going to be nice but then i remind myself of how good it feels afterwards and i just take the step and i turn the cold shower on and yes of course in that moment it's it's a shock and it feels uncomfortable but after i step out of it it feels just so nice so much better and i think even just a little thing like that every morning is training myself and training ourselves to to just be a little bit more courageous yeah i totally agree if we have to summarize everything how could you apply this to your daily life and is there any specific exercise that you would recommend so i think the key message today is to every day put yourself into a situation that you're slightly uncomfortable in where you need a little bit of courage to overcome it and over time these situations might become a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger and if you're still wondering how you can find that courage to to even just do a, a little thing my advice would be to understand your fears exactly know what it is that's that you're afraid of in this situation to come to terms with it and and be more rational just like Emil is explaining and also in your self talk be aware that sometimes we tend to just be very negative and emotional in our self talk and and tell ourselves that we we can't do this and we don't want to do this but go a step further and and be a little bit constructive in your self talk as well and explain to yourself why you are feeling like this and how you can overcome this almost be like an inner coach and we spoke about this in a previous episode as well to to not just be this emotional person inside but also be a little bit more constructive and give instructions and give advice to yourself because no one knows you better than you know yourself well thank you very much york for uh, the exercises we have another episode with an amazing human being and athlete dario costa It's really about stepping out of your comfort zone. He's an aerobatic pilot. He did some amazing projects. So really listen to it. Well, that's it for this time. Thank you to our guest, Emil Johansson. Thank you to my wingman, your Peter Kloppel. And if you try this exercise at home, we'd love to hear how it goes for you, because that's the most important part of the podcast how you can apply these techniques to your daily life. Drop us a line at podcast at redbull.com or leave us a note in the comment box on Spotify or a review on Apple. 